Hey, this is Tiffany and Itzy Sal, and you're listening to Girl Talk with God. So you gave your life to Christ. Now what? In this episode, we will confront unrealistic expectations of what happens after you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Hey, hey how are you? How are deep you? Breath. Deep, <laughs> deep breath. Deep breath. And we're recording. Yes. So this is we're on recording. Hi. Hi. <laughs> These are the beautiful faces to what you've been hearing this whole time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Deep breath. I feel like that's what I need. It's just who's like deep who's breath. breath. Yeah. Uh, how was your day today? My day was a little, it started off a little, little wonky. We're recording on a Monday. This will go out to you guys on a Thursday. So here where we are, where we live, we've had some funky, snowy, cold, icy weather. So that kind of put a delay to my day today. Also, our apartment complex doesn't do a great job at horrible. shuffling snow. We're going to have to where, buy some ice milk. Yeah, where it needs to be. There's like black ice everywhere. everywhere. It's It sucks. My poor dog was slipping and sliding. It was pretty funny. But <laughs> you say that. Your dog. I know my dog. <laughs> <laughs> she got a dog. I got a dog. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <sighs> but you said your day was... I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the fact that I got to sleep in today, yes. but because I had a whole plan that mm-hmm. we discussed before yes. we walked out of this apartment last night, was, yeah. this is what we're going to do. And I was knocked. I wasn't moving for nothing. <laughs> it's so. like those that snowy end day type feel like you just don't want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Especially the colder it is outside, you're like, nope. Yeah. No, I, w- I wasn't moving for nothing. <laughs> so what 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 is your rose and thorn then for... I guess the week for today, however you want to. Oh, I'm starting it off today? Okay. Yes, you've asked me the last I have episodes. asked you the last few episodes. I'm giving you the baton. Oh, what is my rose and thorn of today? Yes. Okay, my rose, I got to sleep in. That was That was really nice. My thorn... I wasn't able to get a lot of things I wanted off my to-do list at mm-hmm. work today. Um, so that was a little bit... Eh. But I do have another parter to my rose. Mm. One of my students um, told me that they got accepted to two of the colleges they applied to. Yeah. So that was really exciting just to be like, God did yes. it. Like, I'm so proud of you. That's so awesome. that was really like a moment because, you know, it just takes you back to like, I'm doing something mm-hmm. for the student to come to you all excited that they got accepted to their dream school. So shout out to that person. Shout out oh, to that. my head. Yeah. <laughs> What about you? What was your rose and what was your thorn of today? Of today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I started the 21-day Daniel fast today. So that's a rose. We can all give glory to God for that. Yeah, and your discipline. Yeah, the discipline. (laughs) Obedience. It it was an interesting day today because, uh, yeah, just eating like that. (laughs) (laughs) and i yeah i definitely feel like it's getting to the end of the month so like all these cravings are kicking in for me so today (laughs) and so um but surprisingly you know like i i did my quiet time i woke up this morning i did my quiet time y'all she did i did she did i did i i was i've been asking tiff to keep me accountable like girl call me at 5 30 in the morning i didn't do it this morning because that's something i struggle with is like 
quiet time. Like I can do my quiet time during the day, but I want to be more disciplined on having my quiet time in the morning. The first thing I do when I wake up mm-hmm. is having my time with the Lord. Yeah. That's what I I also plan on ach- achieving and wanting to discipline myself during this uh, 21-day fast. So I've been asking you to keep me accountable, but I did it. I woke up today. So I would say even though I started I started the fast and it's definitely like different for me, I just didn't expect I expected to be more hungry today, mm-hmm. but I actually wasn't like like Good. starving myself. Good. It didn't feel like I was starving myself, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Um I don't know. I felt very calm today through everything that I had to do. Um, you know, just getting back to the, the swing of things. My daughter just having all these appointments. I live all, on the road like I really do. <laughs> yeah. And so she just has all these appointments. Um so that would be my rose. And then my thorn would be for today. I would say that I had like road rage today. It mm. was so bad because I with I've been gone since like eleven in the morning, and then I've been on the road. I don't know about you, but I get like driving fatigue. Does yeah. that even, does that make sense? Like yeah. just sitting in one place for so long, and then I'm leaving at her last appointment, and then it's just like the GPS says, "Oh, I'm like great, I'm gonna get home." a certain time and then the time just starts going up and up and up and i'm just like mm. and you have a toddler in the back who's seat. not that pa- like around this around that like five o'clock six o'clock time she done. she's it's over like there's nothing she is having her going to town back there so i'm like playing my worship music <laughs> on raising up as like a good decent amount of loudness as i can to just block her off for a minute because she's just, she you know, she's just being my daughter. She's being a toddler. And yeah, and so that wasn't fun. And that I feel like it exhausted me. But I'm, we're here. We're here. And so that was a long rose and thorn. But yeah, we're, no, we're you're here. good. We you're are good. here. <laughs> All right. So let's, take it, take it away. Okay. Let's get into this word. Um, <laughs> if you have your Bibles, you know, your actual physical Bible or your phone, we're going to be in Second Corinthians, and we're going to be Second Corinthians. 516 through 17, and we're doing the New Living Translation. <clears throat> so it says, So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone, a new life has begun. <laughs> so we're going back to this question. So you gave your life to Christ. Now what? And we were talking. We always have a good conversation. <laughs> and I'm um, so I'm so excited for this. Me episode. too. Because this is a good conversation of us on our snow days, chilling. And this this came out of my mouth of. So you gave your life to Christ. Now what? And I was like, yep, that's it. That that's literally it. That's what we're talking. That's about. what we're talking about. Yeah. And so and yeah, go so, ahead. <laughs> um, I feel like. As Christians, when we give your when we when we do this big beautiful step of giving our life to Christ, sometimes we're often left with a big question mark after hmm. we said the sinner's prayer. And if you don't have the right discipleship, it can even leave you with more. Yeah, it can make you feel like you're left on red mm-hmm. when you don't have dif- discipleship ahead. to yeah. kind of bring you through this journey. Um, or you might have something traumatic happen right after you said. 
okay, Lord, I'm, I'm going to do this. And then something kind of goes haywire in your mm-hmm. life and you're like, I'm going to put you on a red. I'm put you mm-hmm. on pause. This is a big question mark. Yeah. So we want to help answer those questions. We want to help bring our salvation stories, how God kind of showed us and redeemed us to you guys. So, and with also with scripture and what he's telling us of what the steps to take after we've given our lives to Christ, because it is a beautiful journey. It is. But however, if you're not given the right discipleship, if you're not really um, led properly, it can leave you very confused on what to do after mm-hmm. you've after you said the repentance prayer. Yeah. And before we get into it, um, after she had said like, so you're a Christian now what? And then we just had to start having these conversations. Mm-hmm. I had said like, it almost feels like a high. Like you're in this yes. big high. You you accepted the Lord and you're ready. It's like you're ready to conquer everything that he has in store for you. You're You're feeling it all and you're so motivated and you're just like, go, 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 go. And then I had asked it, but what happens when the high crashes? Mm-hmm. What happens when that high of like, I'm ready to just serve the Lord, it crashes? Yeah. And and in mostly in situations, like you said, when you don't have discipleship and you're and you're ready to you're just ready to like go on this journey with the Lord, but then something happens. Yeah. And then you're like, Well, this is not this was an unrealistic expectation that I ha- I thought that once I was going to get, you know, once I was going to accept the Lord, I was just going to like change in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Yeah. Um, not for everyone. Not for everybody because the Lord can do it. The Lord oh, can, can do it. Yeah. I, I you witnessed it. I witnessed it with my own father. But it's just, you know, to have, you know, if you're if you're already if you're doing something that you are asking the Lord to get you out of, you mm-hmm. know, the expectation of saying that once I say, like you said, the sinner's prayer, then then literally the next day you'll wake up and you're so new. You know what I mean? And so those are, I would say, unrealistic expectations. And it's not ba- it's not a bad thing to have that faith, that powerful faith to be like, I want to change. I want to transform. The Lord will do it. But I think that's when I had asked her, like, what happens when the high crashes? Yeah. Where, where do you go? And so you're talking <laughs> about discipleship. And so what does that look like? Yeah. What does discipleship look like when you hear, you know, if you're someone who's new to Christ or someone who's been walking uh, with him for a while, like what what is discipleship? Yeah. Um, I love how Matthew described it. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very ends of the age. And that is Matthew twenty-eight sixteen through 20. Mm-hmm. And I think discipleship looks like community. Yeah. discipleship. Is this? Mm-hmm. This is it's discipleship. What it's what we're doing. It's accountability. It's accountability. Yeah. Um. Sometimes discipleship may be someone that is older than you, which I always recommend because they've walked this earth a little mm-hmm. longer than you have. Yeah. Um. Someone who is not a baby in the faith. Um. Someone who has, like I said, has walked this earth has has had a beautiful faith journey with the Lord, and I think sometimes we forget that. We're on a journey mm-hmm. that we're not on a roller coaster. Jesus 
before Jesus found his 12 disciples, it was a journey to find mm. the 12 disciples. Mm-hmm. Each of them weren't called at the same time. They were called in different yeah. times. So that that speaks of itself of how sometimes you got to wait. And how did he disciple them? He taught. He taught. He was a teacher. Yeah. And they were willing to listen. They were what? Teachable. Mm. And so um, you also have to be willing to be teachable. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. have to be willing to allow community into your life. You mm-hmm. can't just say like, now I accepted Christ. I don't need anybody. I don't need church. I don't need people. Yeah. Because you're then blocking off the people that the Lord is trying to send to you. And say also, it, it. also something I heard today, I was listening to a sermon was like, if you walk around saying, I don't need people, I don't, I don't like people, I don't whatever, I don't want community. He he had asked like, then why do you want to go to heaven? Wow. Because the first thing we are called to do as Christian is to what? Love, love people, mm-hmm. not, not like them. You are supposed to love them. Yeah. And so you can't, that is something that you have to open your heart and be willing to allow people to teach you. Yeah. You have to be also willing to be teachable. Jesus was a teacher and the disciples were willing to listen to him. Exactly. Um, and to his intru- instruction. So, And it's also the fact that just because you've given your life to Christ, it doesn't mean that your life is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Like we said, it is a journey. Um, I used to say that hmm. <laughs> I'm laughing in my head because I'm thinking of things that I used to say, too, when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's, you know, now I'm I'm with the Lord and I'm walking with Jesus. Now, my life is going to get better. Oh, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be great. You know, <laughs> I'm going to I, I think growing up also and just gaining more wisdom. Mm-hmm. That is for what the kingdom is to come. Yeah. That is heaven. Yeah. No pain, no sorrow, no suffering, no illness. Right now, we <laughs> we are going to endure pain mm-hmm. is what it says. But we also are going to have to build on faith and continue to walk when we can't just love the Lord in our greatest moments and walk away from him when when we're in our lowest in our lowest because we should actually be praising him even more when we're in our lowest Mm -hmm. because that is our ultimate like test testifying of our faith yes yeah you know like what good is it for a god to give you everything you need like even at times when you don't deserve it Mm -hmm. you know and and if if he just gave it to us yeah to me i just think like Wow, I'm being very selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I used to tell myself, like, or, you know, I would say when I was a baby Christian <laughs> and I didn't know much. Like, wow, I accept the Lord now. Everything's going to get better. But ultimately, something that you have to understand if there, I think this is what I told you. I said, if you believe in heaven, you have to believe in a hell. Yeah. And if you believe in a hell, if you believe in a devil, you have to believe that there is a God. And so... It's it's something that sat with me because it's like you can't you can't just walk thinking that because now you accepted the Lord now now it's just everything's going to be great mm-hmm. because right now we are living in a world where if you could see outside your window that's not it you know yeah and so and Jesus endured a lot of pain he did he did he endured so much pain far worse than we will ever endure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But his disciples still followed him. They still still, followed him. They still believed in him and they still, they had faith. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Hmm. So what is your encounter story? And did you experience the high that we just talked about? So you Hmm. gave your life to Christ. (laughs) You're on that, that toddler energy. I don't know if you guys are around toddlers. But when they have that toddler energy. It's like a sugar sugar crash. It's like a sugar. Or sugar high. It's a sugar. And then you crash. It ain't even sugar related. Because <laughs> some of these jokers, some of these toddlers have energy at like six in the morning. Running around with chicken with their heads cut off. So I'm thinking when I think about this in the imagery, that's what I imagine a Christian that is just like dead, just got baptized or just said yes. And they're on this like big toddler energy mm. high like they done took down a whole bunch of nerves nerds, <laughs> and they're just running hmm. so was that your experience oh man huh my experience <laughs> i would say when i first encountered i first had encounter with the lord mm-hmm. i was very young was maybe like 13 13 mm-hmm. 12 around there still obviously so young but I remember in my current situation, though, the way that I was, I grew up, I think this is what I told you. It's like, I wanted it so bad because I wanted to cling on to something that felt good. Yeah. And so, and just because like, at those times, my life wasn't so good. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I did, I did encounter his, his presence. And, and from there I stayed, I stayed on his walk for a while and I felt like I was on a high for a while because I just I was so desperate I think that's the word like I was so desperate to cling on to something that made me feel good and the Lord made me feel good he gave me the love that I was searching for even as little as um as little as a 12 year old but then I think also I didn't have discipleship Mm. I didn't have like once you it's kind of like you you look forward to going to church on like I went to a Spanish church so like some of them are like on Saturdays and Sundays so I looked forward to just having the weekend to be at the church but then when it was time for like the weekday it just everything felt like it almost was like a performance mm. it felt because it's like you're going to Monday to Friday now this is my life yeah and now now Saturday comes and now this is now my life. Yeah. It's like a switch. It's a switch. And I, it was like a thing for me that I did for, for long, long, long time up to 18 to, mm-hmm. um, to 19 to 20, you know, at there until now where I am now, I, I know now what it truly means to really be planted. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it was, I think it was desperateness mm-hmm. to, to want, that love that I didn't get from I tried I feel like being young I didn't get from what the people that I wanted to get and then growing up and getting older trying to cope and get that love from other things yeah still wasn't filling me in the way that the Lord always did and something that I said is like every time I walked away he always found me in some way how about how about you Tiff Ooh, so for me, when I gave my life to Christ, um, I was I was a kid, <laughs> um, and 
there was no like discipleship, not how we experienced discipleship in our church that we attend together. Oh yeah. It wasn't like that at all. And then right after um, I was baptized, it felt like a year, but it was probably less than that. I could be wrong. I don't really remember. But um, my parents and I just went through some very traumatic stuff as a family. And so when coming out of that, um, I really, I think I looked at God very differently after that experience. I looked at him in as a man and not as a as a heavenly father Hmm. i looked at him as you're gonna leave you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and the other and not as not as god because god is not man Mm -hmm. he promised that he'll never leave he'll never forsake us and i was put through some ringers as a child that really made me feel shaken and not on stable ground when it came to god so my encounter was beautiful um but i never got a high and i don't even think it was a true encounter i don't think Mm -hmm. i had a true encounter with the lord until um as i said in the in the set in last episode when i when god confronted me about my performing christianity that i was (laughs) doing that's when i really had a encounter with god but i wasn't left with a high either i was left with a decision Mm-hmm. of am I going to serve him or am I going to die to myself? What am I going to do? So that's where I was left. But I always remember watching <laughs> the 700 Club with my grandmother in the summers and hearing these amazing testimonies, right, from <laughs> these strangers of how they're living these horrible lives and then all of a sudden they have this encounter with God and then bam, they're no longer doing what they used to do. and they're doing this for Jesus and a whole 360, a whole 360. And I know there's a whole 360. I, I know that there are people out there where that's their story. But for someone who wanted that and someone who wasn't seeing that within her own life, mm-hmm. pissed me off. So, yeah. And then after that, like no more than maybe a couple of months to a year, our family's life just changed so drastically that after that, I was like, this this can't be it. This mm. like I almost like not want I almost didn't want to be on this earth anymore. Like this just can't hmm. be it. This can't be God. And then quickly went into performative. So for me and my story, was that because an expectation that you had once you did that, you thought that everything would get better? Well, this was before. Oh, this was before. All of this happened before all the trauma came through. Mm, came okay. to came to light. Gotcha. So it was really like I guess you could say uh, like a slap in the face mm, okay. of, okay, you give your life to Christ and then bam, this big turn of event just takes place. Mm-hmm. And it really just skewed with me. But then I also, now looking back on it, can see why I went into this performative mode or how I was already a performative mode, mm, okay. even as a child. So yeah, I didn't experience a high. I didn't go like running for the hills. But then I would watch these powerful testimonies and go, Huh? Like, what are you? What are you talking about? Like, how is this possible? This can't be. And then it. you're like, I want that, and I want that. I, I used to that. say, I want a seven hundred miracle, a miracle, <laughs> and that wasn't in my journey or my story. So, and oftentimes I feel like here's just an example. 
taking my example as well, you think of it like as a kid at Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. Like you buy this kid this toy that has been wanting this toy for a whole nine months. They're asking you, right? They see it in the YouTube kid commercials. They see it on TV. They go, they put it, they make sure it's on your Amazon wish list. They will make sure you know that this is a toy they want. So you buy it. You buy it for a kid. Mm -hmm. You wrap it up. It's under the tree. They wake up. They know that you know that you got it for them. And that's the first thing they open, right? The tears are flying. They're screaming. They're running around. And they play with it for maybe an hour. Hmm. And as they open up more Christmas presents, that toy gets put further and further back. It gets forgotten. It too. gets forgotten. Mm -hmm. And then six months, you're like, what? Did, what I bought. Dude. I spent lady, money. I spent money on this toy. You done Amazon wished light. If you are a mother, you know. Talk <laughs> about this to every aunt, to every uncle. We like we made sure you got this toy. Mm -hmm. And you wanna play with I'm gonna play with it, I'm gonna play with it. And then finally it's a year or two later, and you're like, this toy is going to Goodwill. It's going to someone else. No, I want my toy. No, you didn't play with it. Because it was no longer it satisfying. It was no longer satisfying you. And that's how we do Jesus. Yeah, that's how we do Jesus. Sometimes. That's how we do Jesus. Because sometimes. it's it was like for that whole toy scenario, it was no longer satisfying for the child. Mm -hmm. And so then what the child thought he was going to get from that gift, the expectation of that now is like, Where's my toy? Where's my toy? Yeah. And so that's how we do Jesus. <clears throat> mm hmm. And what and and it's like when it's no longer satisfying to us though, yeah. what we want, what we think we should what we think our plans should be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he has a different plan for us, it's not it's not gonna be satisfying. No, it's of not. course. But then where does your faith stand in that? Yeah. Where where does the love for him stand in that? Because now are you loving him with conditions or are you loving him unconditionally? Let's 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 just take that in. Are we loving the Lord with conditions? And we say a tit for tat, Lord, if you give me this, then I promise you I will live a life like this. My or God. to say, Lord, even if you don't give me this, I will still have faith and I will still trust you. And how many of us are saying that that scary prayer quote unquote mm -hmm. with a Tip for tat heart. Thank you. Tip because for tat many heart. of us will say, okay, right, right. <laughs> oh my gosh, we talked about this one. Uh -huh. I will. I might say, Lord, I'm going to serve you no matter what my marital status is. Mm. I will verbally say that, but my heart is saying, heck, no, mm -hmm. no, stop it, shut up, mm -hmm. don't say. That. I don't want to be single. I don't want to be single forever. forever. <laughs> like, come on, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. And and this is when the Bible says he looks at our heart. Yeah. Because he knows the word. Mm -hmm. This ain't right. Mm -hmm. Words can be just words. Yeah. Just like how you out there guys can just spit game. We spit game to God. And yes. we think we're getting away with it. Yes. And he knows our heart. He knows our heart. He he knows it. He knows. Girl, you funny. I'm gonna sit here and just I'm gonna use some fire. And that and it's like this. and it's like because he knows our hearts, and if we don't have a great heart posture. Then we wonder why our desires aren't being met. Yeah. And then we wonder why those things, we question those things of like, dang, I've been praying for this for so long and it's just still not happening. And but it's just like, mm, where's your heart posture? Where's your heart posture? Because are you just saying it in your prayers and you're just telling me, Lord, if 
if I'll do this if you give me this. Mm-hmm. But it's like the Lord's like, I still got to work in you because it's not not it's not it's un, it's not unconditional. It's yeah. it's conditions. It's it's and it's and we shouldn't be like that with mm-hmm. the Lord. We shouldn't we shouldn't feel like our love has to come because we're receiving something from him. Exactly. And that's yeah. going back to the original question of, so you've gave your life to Christ, now what? So you gave your life to Christ. That's beautiful. But you can't come into this relationship with conditions. Mm. Because he didn't say, come to me with co- conditions. Mm-hmm. He said, come to me. As well, you as are. As you are. Come to me. He goes after the 99 without conditions. Mm -hmm. When the prodigal son returned, the father did not meet him and take off his robe and his rings and hug his son and run to him with conditions. He said, (laughs) come on in. He threw him a party. Come on. He didn't accept him with conditions. And yet sometimes in our new faith, and even as we become older in the faith, we start looking at God with conditions. Yes, yes, we do. We mm-hmm. start coming to him as a Santa Claus, as an ATM. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I promise you this is a beautiful walk. It's a beautiful journey. It, it's a, such a beautiful journey and mm-hmm. it's so worth it. Yeah. Because one day we will be there next to him at the kingdom, but it is not easy and it's not going to be easy. And we sh- our heart posture needs to be unconditionally love for him just mm-hmm. the way that he loves us yeah be christ-like yeah love thy neighbor <laughs> love thy like, neighbor yes it, it just you can't go in with expectations because what happens with expectations they ultimately fail mm-hmm. you if you go into a relationship with expectations it will fail if you go in into expectations that i don't know a family feud that's going on and you're trying to like Put water into the fire. It will fail. You have to go in saying, Lord, this is, take me as I am mm-hmm. and use me the way you need. I'm here. I, this is all I got. I'm here. Yeah. But, but to, to test him, to, you know what I mean? To offer this tit for tat exchange return. It is not, that, that is. is not the way to love yeah. in general. Love doesn't come with expectations or love doesn't come with, some type of exchange. Go back to love is patient. Love, love is, is Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we talked about in our last episode. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, it's if sit back and ask yourself, like the, the sit back and ask yourself. So you're a Christian, you gave your life to Christ. And so now am I living a life with conditions for him? Yeah. Were you? It, when? When you gave your life to Christ. When I w- so my journey is very like when I was younger at that 12, 13 mark, yeah. I was, I thought I would say I was so, it was like an innocent mind of things. Yeah. And so, yes, I did see Jesus as a Santa Claus, mm-hmm. as this, this, this supernatural father who could give me everything I wanted. Yeah. The, and it's, and it's crazy because a lot churches would preach about like, ask the Lord. The Bible says that. You know, ask the Lord um, for what you want, and He shall give. Yes, and He to knows the, the desires. Of your yeah, heart. and He knows the desires of your heart. And it's just people take that so out of context because it is. It does make Him then seem like He's a Santa Claus to be like, if you ask the Lord this, He'll give it to you. But the Lord also gives us things that He knows. Time. 
yeah, in time, but also what we need. Yeah. We think we need something, but ultimately he gives us something even better that we never thought we need until we get there. And we're like, ha, huh, thank you for not giving me what I thought that I needed mm-hmm. because now I know why. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think when I was smaller growing up, when I was younger growing up, yeah, I I saw him as a Santa, a Santa Claus. Claus. Yeah. I saw him as if I just do this and, and supposed to, you know, serve and be in worship team and do all the things, I would have a good life. I would get the things that ultimately I want. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously not the case. But, and that's why I say like, and I think even when, you, when you're walking in like that and you're having that type of mentality, it is so much easier for you to walk away yeah. when things don't go your way, when it's no longer satisfying. Mm-hmm. And then I did that. I was young and then life got really bad, even while I was walking with him. And then I left. And then even got even more bad, even without him. But at least something that I know is that even through the times, even as I was so young, I always felt joy. I always felt happiness when I was serving in in the way of like being in the presence, being being with people who loved him. That is something that I never got in the world. Yeah, I never ever got that. And so joy, I never got joy. And so that's when I say that even me walking away. He always found me, whether it was through somebody, whether it was just me going through something so bad that I just ran back to him. But yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah, yeah. I did. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So what does, what does God's word, what does God's word say? And we're going to look at two Bible verses. We're going to look at Proverbs and Jeremiah and Proverbs three, um, chapter three, verse five through six says, trust in the Lord with all with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Submit to him and he will make your path straight. Um, <laughs> going back to what you had just mentioned, mm-hmm. how um, the journey, right? Us not doing it in our own strength. Us not treating God like a Santa Claus <laughs> in our new faith. And really saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to walk by faith, not by sight. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lean on what Tiffany thinks is best. Or what you sell thinks is best. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean on to Lord what you say. If you tell me to wait, then I'm going to wait. If mm-hmm. you tell me to go, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. That's not leaning into what we think is best and saying, okay, God, that's a great suggestion. I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's, it's saying, okay, Lord, I, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also it's like when you lean on your own understanding, it is it is very easy for you to fall out of rhythm mm-hmm. with what God, God's assignment is for you. Yeah. So the Lord is trying to get you here, but you're so stubborn. Say it. You are so stubborn that you're trying to go, like he's trying to get you point A to point B and you're trying to go X, Y, and Z. Like yeah. it is It is like that. And sometimes, you know, and most of the time it's because we're not patient. We don't want to wait. We live in a society where we no longer have to wait. Mm-hmm. If we are waiting, it's very minimal. Mm-hmm. Like, or we settle, or we settle. But like today, we can. If we don't want to go to a restaurant, we can DoorDash or GrubHub our food to our. Yeah, door. we have options. We have options. Mm-hmm. We have choices. That's why. First of all, that's why God gave us free will. Because mm-hmm. he's not. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on any of us. Yeah, and and going back to that verse, and is, is specifically why he says. 
for us not to lean on our own understanding. And, and it is one of the reasons is because our heart can be so deceitful. Your emotions, they fluctuate. Mm-hmm. Um, going based off your own understanding, you can't see the bigger picture yeah. he has for you. You can't. And so because God never changes, mm. he remains the same. Say it. We change through time and time again. Yeah. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. He remains the same over and over and over and over again. God knows it all. So if we trust in him, that he's going to have our back, that he has better plans for us, a future and a hope, then it will, we will be so, I think I would say, especially me now, which is just a lot of things that I've been through. The things that I thought that I needed before, I'm so glad that he took me out of that. And when I'm now learning to be patient, and even though sometimes it's hard, I'm learning to trust in him to really say like, I am really trusting you. It is, I am so grateful. And it's like this gratitude that I have that my life could have been so different if I didn't wait. Yeah. If I was still stubborn and was still stuck in my ways and I still was just trying to go on my own path and say, I can do it by myself. And if I just go down a really tough roadblock, he's going to just pick me back up Mm -hmm. because sometimes we leave the messy pieces for him. Yeah, and say so you clean it up mm-hmm. like a dog, like like yeah. just pooped and like okay, somebody's yeah. gonna get it. And so he he has already written out our story. He is the author of our life. And when I go back to saying when your heart is so deceitful, um, Jeremiah seventeen nine through ten says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Mm. Like, and so emotions do change. Yeah. Um, you know, one minute you might be crying on the floor because something happened. You wake up the next day and you're like, oh, that wasn't that step. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've had moments like that Girl. where something something so small feels so big mm. and then I have made decisions based off how I felt in that moment. And then you wake up the next day and you kind of have like that. It's almost kind of like the, um, the shame, like the shame walk of shame. Yeah. When you wake up and you're like, huh, why did I act the way that I acted? Because it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And especially I think for us women, because we are so emotional too, we have to ask the Lord for discernment and like wisdom to for us not to listen to our our hearts yeah not just to go based off what our heart is telling us because the word clearly says that our heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure i told a friend that um don't confuse your feelings for the holy spirit (laughs) that's a good one because we can let our feelings overrule us and we could be like Mm -hmm. oh yes i feel that uh-huh. And the Lord is going, I didn't tell you to do that, but okay. That's just you That's just telling you yourself. telling yourself. You're trying to convince your flesh that that's what it is. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. And then you come back. Like, and you're like, sorry. oh, that wasn't. That, that, that wasn't, wasn't what I thought that it that was. It. <laughs> so you know me. Yeah. So you gave your life to Christ. Now what? How do we put into practice? So we know that. We gave our life to Christ. Now what? We know it's going to be a journey. Mm-hmm. We know that we have to be patient. We and know that don't go in with expectations. And don't go in with expectations. Go in just saying, God, yeah, I'm 
go in with the expectation of, I would say, say yes. Say yes. Be willing. Be willing to, to be teachable. To be teachable. Be willing to have, be surround yourself with community, with discipleship, with somebody to walk alongside you. Get into a church yes. where they have someone that can walk alongside you and yes. disciple you. Um, because this is a journey. It is, and you cannot do it alone. Yes, you don't God have. Did, Jesus didn't do it alone. He didn't do it alone. You cannot do it alone. You guys, if you are out there and 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 you just gave your life to Christ, or you have been giving your life, you already gave your life to Christ, but you're now you're still living a life where it's just you. Mm-hmm. You go reach out to someone, find a church who will take you in with open arms and say, "We're going to walk this." alongside yes, with you yes. we are going to give you the fundamentals to build your foundation in the lord mm-hmm. it is so 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 important because it, it can be easy to get it's i always say it's easier to get stripped it's easier to walk away from the things of the lord than to come back Ooh. from him because it's easy for the word for the world and the enemy to drag you back from where you came from mm-hmm. then for because why? Because flesh and spirit, they fight each other. Yeah. And we tend to, when you're not, you know, strong within the spirit, you, the flesh will win. Yeah. The flesh will win. And so when you have people around you to hold you accountable, to keep you on your toes, you know, it, you got, it's a beautiful journey, but you guys can't do it alone. Yeah, you can't. So how do we practice not leaning to our own understanding? You got to have a heart of humility and a heart that is unchanged. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to ask for forgiveness, but it's another thing to be humble when asking for forgiveness, which is repentance and making sure it's coming from a heartfelt place. Mm -hmm. Asking for true forgiveness to be delivered from everything you need fixed in your life. Being honest with yourself. Yeah. And real repentance is walking away from everything that doesn't honor God. It's a new way of living mm-hmm. a life. Yeah. Forgiveness isn't just a moment. It's a constant battle. Mm-hmm. It's not saying, Lord, forgive me for this. And then you go and do it tomorrow. Yeah. That's insanity. It's insanity when you go and do things over and over and over again, knowing the the outcome. of Yeah. It. And so we can't. I think sometimes we do take. We. <laughs> I think sometimes we take the Lord for granted because he's so loving, because he has so much grace, because he's so for, for like he gives us yeah. forgiveness over and over and over again. Sometimes we think that je- we can live a life that doesn't honor him. But if we just go to him and ask for forgiveness, because he's such a loving father, he will give it to us. Yes. And also, um, just as an example, and also speaking to those who are struggling, with um with a thorn in their side right hmm. like paul says i i plead with you three times and this thorn has not been removed and i boast even the prouder um hmm. to attest to this testimony that that's in um second i believe it's second or first corinthians he talks about that so to those that have a thorn for those that are still struggling with something yes it's hard yes you mess up yes you might take some steps yes you might go backwards mm-hmm. And yes, God is forgiving, but this is when you have to have an accountability. This yeah. is when you have to say, look, I'm struggling with this, that, and the other. And I really need accountability. I really mm-hmm. need help. I really need support so that I don't go back into this. 
Um, these are the things that are triggering me. These are what these are things that I can't do because this will help. This yeah. will make me fall backwards. Yeah. Um, and that's being honest. That's with yourself. being honest. That's you saying coming with humility. Yeah. Being humble to say even the most scariest of skeletons in your closet that you have. But to be able to come and lay your heart out to somebody then say, look, I need help. Yes. And I want to be changed. I want to walk this life with the Lord, but I need help. Yeah. And I cannot do it alone. That that is that is where your heart postured. That's where he sees your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's like, I see you. I see you, son. I see you, daughter. I see you trying. I'm here. Yes. And it's not walking with, well, he's just, if the mentality is, well, then he's just a God. He'll just forgive me for everything that I do. That is something that you're going to have to then ask yourself. Like, Am I loving him with a condition? Yeah. I think for me, I used to love God with condition. Hmm. And I I looked at God um, very conditionally, very much transactionally. What can you do for me? Yeah. And when you don't do for me, I'm going to um, walk away. I'm going to retreat. I'm going to reject. Hmm. And then... When you're also dealing with rejection from others, when you're all, it's kind of like you're seeing what you're doing to others is what you're doing to God in a sense. Yeah. And um, also going back to just when you're living in this cycle of sin and this cycle of just doing what you want to do. And then when you have somebody pointed out to you and you want, you want repentance and you want forgiveness and you're trying to live right. That's when you have accountability. That's when you have a check-in with somebody. I know for me with my struggles with lust um, and just some other things, I have an accountability partner for that. Hmm. And I know like when we were talking last podcast about romance books, I can't read those. Mm -hmm. I don't have a Kindle app on my on my iPhone iProducts anymore because all those books are are triggers for me. I don't read them. I have another friend that when we go see movies she looks up what is the context of those movies. And if there's anything mm. that has to do with explicit type of scenes, mm. we're not going to go see that movie because again, it's, it's just going to trigger. It's just going to cause mm-hmm. us and plant seeds in us that are going to make us walk backwards. Mm-hmm. And so that actually taught me that, that it's okay to not be of this world. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I, if I, this is the line that I have to walk to protect my relationship with God, to to walk in freedom mm-hmm. from what I used to do, then so be it. And that's also a decision you have to make. It's a we can't we can't serve two masters. Mm-hmm. You have to be either all in mm-hmm. or not. And I think we live in a society right now where it's shameful. Where it's shameful it to is. be all in. And we and it's okay to teeter totter. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's gonna be your journey. Yeah. I teeter tottered. You teeter tottered mm-hmm. where we're both like, uh eh, I'm going to have God. I'm going to have my cake and eat it too. I'm going to have God mm-hmm. in, in. But this. I I learn repercussions yes, of that. Yes, repercussions. Yes, same. And and I don't want to go back to that. Same. And I think we we all will have that awakening. That come to Jesus moment. Yeah, to be like, there, I cannot look back. And mm-hmm. and as we're talking about this, um, just a, like a little bonus for you guys is that's our next episode. Yes. Um, our next episode uh, will be about the breaking point. The breaking point, and that we got this from a follower, a follower of um, ours, who said that they wanted to, us to talk about 
topic about the breaking point mm-hmm. of of coming to Christ yeah. before and now after. Yeah. And so it's, you know, we will be talking about that and we will be having a guest. Our first guest in the studio. <laughs> but yeah, you're you're so right. We, you know, we just, guys, it is, I'm not, I'm going to keep saying it because it's such a beautiful thing to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It is so beautiful. It is life-changing. It is like you will have I never want to go back type moment. Like I am here where I'm like, I don't ever want to go back because I just I'm OK going through the trials. Yeah. I'm OK. I'm OK going not being OK because I know that he's got it. I know for sure that I trust him in whatever I'm going to go through. Yeah. And so everything that we just talked about today we're going to go back to the scripture that we had, um, 2 Corinthians five sixteen to 17. And so, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And so you gave your life to Christ. Now what? It says, your old life is gone. Ah, A new life has begun. And so take that with you and go in with a heart posture of a softened heart for the Lord. Yeah. To say, Lord, I don't want my old life. I want a new life. I want you to transform me. And so have it your way. But I'm here. What did we talk about in our last episode when you said open hands? Yeah. Go in with an open hands and let the Lord just fill you and keep on meet him halfway. He's not going to he can't just do it all by himself. He's a gentleman. Yeah. yeah, You I love that. That is so cute. I love that. That's from (laughs) that's from our. our Yeah. (laughs) So but go meet him. Meet him there halfway. The Lord is reaching his hand out to you. Reach reach for his hand as well. Um. And and so go to community, find a small group, go to church, um, find discipleship, people that can help you in that. Don't think that you can just do it alone. Um, it is such an easy access for an enemy to come and just reel you back into that old life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so the old life is gone. A new life has begun, guys. And so this was great this was a beautiful it was conversation beautiful conversation um and i hope you guys were you know inspired or just um we just pray every time that we do these episodes that it touches someone's heart yeah that is just our goal um for us just spreading the gospel and yeah so we are just super excited for our next episode yes we hope um, you it's, guys yeah. enjoy it yeah it's going to be just a breaking point prior to Christ and a testimony for how we came to Christ. And so we're excited. We are. We are excited. We hope you guys enjoyed our third episode. Please join us every Thursday for a new episode. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. And you can find us on Instagram at girl.talkwithgod. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Bye. Bye.